This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Digital transformation done right. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Dr. George Westerman, senior lecturer at the MIT Sloan School of Management, and Principal Research Scientist at MIT's Jamil World Education Lab. Welcome, Dr. Westerman. Glad to be here, thanks. You're welcome. Give us a quick summary of your professional background, please. So I'm an engineer by training, electrical engineer, and got into management after that. And uh, so I've been almost 20 years now at MIT Sloan School doing, in, doing research on innovation and leadership topics. I've got three award-winning books, a whole lot of papers, and I'm all about how you use technology to change organizations for the better. You said that while people are talking more about digital transformation, it's pretty clear that most are missing the point. Explain that. Well, you know, when, there are two words there, digital and transformation. And the exciting part, of course, is the technology. Uh, but transformation is really the hard part. The technology will do nothing for an organization unless you change the way you work with it. So you can have the best mobile technology or the best AI in the world. But if you, if you haven't changed the customer experience, there's no value there whatsoever. And the same thing on the operational side, you need to optimize. You need to make your operations more flexible and more adaptable. That's what the technology does. And so what happens is we tend to focus on the digital and not enough on the transformation. And the transformation is the really hard part. And the transformation is where the value starts to happen. What are some of the conversations or initiatives that suggest a digital transformation is headed in the wrong direction? I wouldn't say it's headed in the wrong direction. In fact, what's been happening over the last 10 years is it's gone through a really nice cycle where people were talking about it in startups and digital firms, but the traditional companies kind of felt like, well, that's for them, not for us. That's when we started our research back in 2010, was to understand what was happening in traditional firms. Then there was, a, as we learned, and I'll tell you more later about what it means to do this well, as we learned what to do, there was just a question about whether this was relevant and who should be doing this. And there was a slow pickup. I think in this case now, just about every industry, just about every company understands digital transformation is important. What they haven't necessarily gotten in place yet is how to lead this well and how to turn this into a regular capability rather than just a technology project they're running. That's what our research helps to get at. So what are some examples of organizations who focused on transformation rather than technology? Well, you know, some of my favorite companies, my favorite example is a company that makes paint in India called Asian Paints. It's a company I'd never heard of before. And, it, and paint is not the place you often think about for technology innovation or fast moving change. And yet this company was 13 regions doing paint and making paint and selling paint 13 great ways in 13 regions in India. They put a series of changes in from basic ERP and supply chain work to call centers to AI and optimization to a, a, a digital platform. They went from changing the way that they sell paint to being more unified on how they sell paint across the, 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 the subcontinent in India to then changing the way they deliver 
finding new sets of customers. And now they actually have an Uber-like platform where they'll just paint your wall for you instead of selling you the paint. So over 10 years, they went from making and selling paint 13 different ways in 13 different regions of India to being an integrated supplier of paint, painting services and actually renovation services too in 17 countries. And that's really a fascinating story because you don't think of that industry for real business innovation or real technical innovation. But second of all, every one of these changes, there's technology all over it, but everyone was a big business change that where they learned something and then they said, okay, from there, what else can we do? And just extended it and extended it. And that's a really interesting transition of their business. So what, what kind of questions did they ask themselves to accomplish this? Well, the biggest question you always wanna ask yourself here is, why are we doing things the way we do? And should we still be doing them that way? So, you know, I grew up in a pre-internet age. Heck, I grew up in an age where we didn't have PCs on the desk. And so there were questions about how well you communicate, how well you collaborate. Those questions are very different now, especially in the pandemic area where we're collaborating much more than we ever could before. And yet we still have some practices that are the same way are. Uh, you know, one of the questions that I ask people to think about is, you know, how much does the human touch really matter in your business? And people want personal service, but they may not want it from a person anymore. And so if you're in a business where that salesperson is so important, maybe it's time to rethink what that means for your business. So what I do is I ask people to think, number one, why do we do things the way we do? Number two, if something's broken, why don't we do something to fix it? And so asking your employees where things are broken, asking for ideas, following the day in the life of your customer to understand how you can be smoother and more reactive to them. And certainly, you know, many of your guests have talked about that kind of thing. And then you, what you do is you then move forward. You try some experiments, some work, some don't, and then you pick up what you did and you move on over and over again. Uh, the way we look at it, these large companies that we studied are able to be really excel in this digital world, but they don't do it just by copying the digital companies like Google and Amazon, because they can't really, you know, you can't hire, you can't fire the same way. You can't always compensate the same way that those people do. And um, that's okay, because there are a lot, of, a lot of assets in these big companies. So what we see is there are two capabilities that the leaders have. We call them digital masters. And the digital masters excel on two capabilities. Number one, they are embedding technology to change the way they do customer experience and operations and employee experience and business models. They're doing that digital capability side. But just as importantly, they have a leadership capability to envision and to drive change in a continuous way. If you put these two together, you win. If you have one or the other, you get out of sync and that has real implications for your company. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that makes sense. Are there certain type of metrics then that also help track the right kinds of progress? Well, certainly, you know, one of the things we found is if you're the, the masters tend to be driving more revenue through their capacity, more revenue per employee, more uh, fixed asset turnover, uh, about 9% more than other companies in their same industry. And also they're more profitable. They're about 26% more profitable 
uh, 25% higher profit margins than their industry. So the, if your industry is running at a 4% margin, the masters are running at five. If your industry is running at 10% margin, the masters are running at 12 and a half. So we see those outcomes. What's interesting is if you get these, dimension, these two dimensions off, you have challenges. The ones that innovate like crazy in the digital world without the leadership, they are innovating, they're driving more revenue, they're doing it at a lower profit margin. We call them fashionistas because they got every technology, every innovation you can think of, they're all beautiful and digital here. There's just nothing going on up here. And so that's what's happening. They're spending money, but wasting money. And on the other side, you're focusing too much on the business case, too much on share on integration, too much on avoiding failure. You're not, you're, you tend to be more profitable, but you can't innovate. And so they're more profitable, but they're driving less revenue through their capacity and that profit won't last very long. So the one thing you can do is measure these kinds of things and just say, are we being, are we driving revenue? Are we doing it efficiently? How well are we driving innovation? The other thing you can do is just figure out where are you going and measure steps along the way to see if you're making progress. So I'd say do both, figure out your path, measure steps along the way, but always keep those bigger things in mind to make sure you're not wasting money or, you know, or avoiding innovation. So what are some specific recommendations for keeping the focus on transformation and not the technology? And, and what does it mean to do those steps well? So we suggest that you want to think about it like a journey, like a road trip. And there are steps to do that, that, that road trip. So first of all, you want to have a vision. You want to have that destination out there for where you're going to be. And that, that vision is not, let's be the best company. It's not, let's be the most profitable. It's how are you going to be different? So, um, you know, Kaiser Permanente, a health company, they focus on keeping you healthy where you are, not treating you when you're ill. And that means they organize a whole different way. They have to innovate in a whole different way to keep you healthy rather than treat you when you're well. Um, if you think about, there's a company in Australia called Rio Tinto, and their vision is to, um, let's create a mine where no miner will ever get hurt again. And so these large mining trucks drive around the mines without anybody in them. All the digging equipment is go moving to automation because people get hurt in the digging and they're trying to get people out of there. So the miners will have jobs. They'll just be more safe jobs. So let's make miners, let's, let's create a mine where nobody ever gets hurt. So these visions are really interesting, uh, but then you got to go beyond that. So set up a vision, which is something that you can believe in, that, you're, that your customers can believe in, and your employees believe in, and then move forward engage your employees in that. And you engage them through communication, but you also engage them by a series of projects, pilot projects and others. So vision gets there, the projects move you forward. They're your engine. Then you got to steer them. You put governance processes in place. Who's in charge? How do we share and reuse? How do we do that? That's your steering. And then that moves you along the destination. Two other things, platform. Are your back-end systems or your front-end systems, your face, customer-facing systems, are they clean or are they totally messy? If they're clean, you're riding along a nice highway. If they're totally messy, you're kind of veering around potholes. You can't really make great progress. And last but not least then uh, is to do it again. Set your vision, use your projects and your engagement as the engine to push you forward. Use your governance process as steering, not as your brakes, and keep that, make that platform as clean as it can be moving forward. And then repeat over and over again, just like Asian Paints did, just like 
many of these other companies have done. Dr. George Westerman, Senior Lecturer at the MIT Sloan School of Management and Principal Research Scientist at MIT's Jamil World Education Lab. Thanks so much for joining us. If somebody wants to connect with you, George, maybe they want to find out more about how not to be a fashionista, I guess. How, how should they do that? You can get me at georgew at mit.edu uh, by old-fashioned email. Uh, get me on LinkedIn, or there are plenty of other places, too. <laughs> Thanks again, George. Thanks for having me. And find and subscribe to more of my interviews right here on all the major podcast platforms under the Tanya Hall Innovation Show and at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.